Good afternoon. You are listening to Today in YGK on CFRC 101.9 FM, CFRC.ca, and via podcast on Spotify and iTunes. Brought to you by our news team, Alexandra Fernandez, Chancellor Miracle, Chris Laurie, Zayden Vergara, Dinah Jansen, Cindy Gibson, Erica Singh, and me, Kareem Mosna. Let's begin, as always, with your local news rundown. A coalition of community partners is receiving $1.34 million in federal funding to support a new initiative to better the life of substance users in the Kingston community. Support Not Stigma's funding comes from Health Canada's Substance Use and Addictions Program, and it brings together partners including Lionhearts, Resolve Counseling, and Employment Services. The funding announcement was made at 218 Concession Street on Thursday, the new site of what is meant to be a healing space closely associated with the Integrated Care Hub. A release from Support Not Stigma says the funding will help to provide specialized training for those who work with people who use substances, will look to build community through creative projects at the new space, and the monthly social entrepreneurship market hosted at the ICH. The initiative aims to provide a region-wide anti-stigma and education strategy in an effort to allow the broader community to understand the roots of substance abuse disorder. Project Engagement Manager Candice Project Engagement Manager Candice Christmas says, We're really hoping that we can teach people about the roots of addiction, we can build more compassionate citizens. She added that while some people just do not have any interest in challenging their conceptions around substance use, she believes that somewhere around 60% of the population just doesn't know enough and would be willing to listen and learn. Over $300,000 of the funding will go towards providing wages for people with lived experience to gain work skills and re-enter the job market. While the number of patrons at the ICH are currently receiving benefits such as ODSP, Christmas says the vocational program has been designed carefully to avoid doing any harm to those who access it. Patrons will receive paid training that doesn't impact government benefits and will move into an internship position working up to 20 hours a week for a three-month term. The program is a partnership between the Care Hub and Trellis HIV and Community Care. Support Not Stigma will also partner with Youth Diversion to launch a research program to better understand why women under 30 who use substances tend to not engage with shelter, health, and social services. This story courtesy of Owen Fullerton, local journalism initiative reporter with YGK News. Public Services and Procurement Canada provided an update regarding the Bascule Bridge Rehabilitation Project on the LaSalle Causeway. Construction was originally scheduled to take place during the traditional off-season beginning this month in November 2022 to the end of April 2023. However, no responsive bids were received by the October 13th uh, deadline. So construction for the winter season has been postponed. They expect to retender the construction contract in early 2023 to begin construction during the off-season next year from November 2023 to April 2024. The work involves strengthening and replacing various components of the Bastille Bridge, replacing steel deck grading and supporting stringer, rehabilitating deteriorated content, and more. In the meantime, routine maintenance and inspections may be scheduled, however no major interruptions to traffic are being planned. Additional inspections will be completed between November 2022 and November 2023 to ensure safe operations of the bridge until the rehabilitation project construction phase is finalized. The Downtown Kingston BIA has launched the 29th Pewter Collection. According to a release from Downtown Kingston, 
Downtown Kingston is still finding ways to celebrate the city's unique and storied past with the annual release of their limited edition pewter collectibles. This year's five-piece series launches today with a new ornament available for purchase every Monday through till December 12th. Director of Events with Downtown Kingston, Jen McDonald, says we take suggestions from everywhere. Emails, phone calls, walk-ins, Twitter call-outs, some of them are more tongue-in-cheek, but a lot of them are worth considering. According to McDonald, the selected landmarks or organizations need to represent the city's historic nature. We want the collection to tell the story of Kingston because it's a good one. The 2022 selected ornaments include SEPs, STEES, and Snowboards, which will be released today. Next Monday, Central Public School. Monday the 28th, the Isabel Bader Center for the Performing Arts. Kingston Frontenacs on December 5th, and the Kingston Trolley Ornament for December 12th. When you present $25 worth of receipts from downtown businesses, the ornaments are just $10 each. The ornaments have a regular retail value of over $20. Receipts dated after November 1st are valid and may be from several downtown businesses. From the dentist to the grocer and of course all holiday purchases. Ornaments are available at the following locations beginning today. The Grand Theatre Box Office, the Leon Centre Box Office and the Visitor Information Centre at 209 Ontario Street. Mayor Brian Patterson recognized the recipients of the 2022 Mayor's Arts Awards at an event last Wednesday night in Memorial Hall at City Hall. The 2022 recipients by category are, under the Creator Award recipients, Mariah or Mo Horner, Josh Leon, and Sadika DeMeyer. The Arts Champion Award went to the Skeleton Park Arts Festival, and the Limestone Arts Legacy Award went to Stephen Hyten. Mayor Brian Patterson says a big congratulations to the recipients of this year's Mayor's Arts Awards program. This event where we come together to celebrate our community's remarkable artists, organizations, and supporters of the arts is always a highlight. The arts add so much to our quality of life in Kingston and are a key part of what makes our city vibrant. The event was live streamed and can be still be viewed on the city's YouTube channel. What happens when you mix creativity and printed concrete with an urban backdrop? You get Water Snake, a new interactive installation at Kingston's waterfront. Water Snake was designed by two Kingston-based companies, architecture and design firm Raw Design Inc. and tech company utilizing 3D printing, Nidus 3D, while the ground mural was created by local artist Jenny Mooring. According to the city, the three segments encourage play, exploration, and offer seating. Water Snake is located along waterfront pathway between the Delta Hotel and Battery Park. Manager of Arts and Sector Development with the City of Kingston, Danica Lockhead, says, Its originality and experimentation is an interactive, artful, yet functional piece, which also hopes to propose new ways of thinking about public spaces and how we use them. The Water Snake Project received funding from the Canada Community Revitalization Fund, and it was commissioned by the City of Kingston and Tourism Kingston. And that's your local news rundown. You're listening to Today in YGK on CFRC 101.9 FM, CFRC.ca, and on podcast. I'm Kareem Mosna. Let's pass things over to Cindy Gibson with your local artist to watch. This is Cindy from the Indie Wake Up Call with this week's Artist to Watch. I'm pretty excited to talk about a full album release from a young local artist known as Almond Milk. He is currently in grade 12, and up to now... We've watched him on SoundCloud uploading songs, but last week he dropped a full-length album on us called Gilgamesh. He stopped into the Indie Wake Up Call to talk about making this record. So I sat down and I started writing an album first, 
but I, I decided that's not gonna work. Like I can't like really write songs. Like that's not my process. I can't really write a song and then make it. I have to make the song and then write the lyrics. Okay. That's how I do it. So okay. what I ended up doing is I just made a ton of songs, like a crazy amount. And then I chose the ones that best fit the story basically. And I named it after the story of Gilgamesh. Are, like, are you familiar with that story? I am story? not. It's, it's one of the oldest stories in the world. It's, um, it's about this king who, again, has this crazy ambition. They want to search for like immortality. And so they go on this crazy journey, uh, and they're ignoring all these like, positive things around them because they're like, I need to keep pushing forward. I need to keep, I need to keep searching for immortality. That's all I care about. And in the end they can't have it, like they can't have it. And so they break down and, but at the end they realize I don't need to live forever. I can live forever through my actions and the positive actions I have on people will live on forever. Okay, so sonically, there's a lot happening on this album from beginning to end. I suggest before that you check it out, you clear your schedule and put on your best headphones to experience Gilgamesh from Kingston's Almond Milk. The first single is called Lousy Lifeguard. This has been Cindy from the Indie Wake Up Call. I will be back next week with another local artist to watch. I'm a lousy lifeguard, don't trust me. Only spectate, only emergency. I see so much pain, but I don't care. Cause someone's running away out there. I'm a lousy lifeguard, don't trust me. Only spectate, only emergency. I see so much pain, but I don't care Cause I'm the one trying to weigh up there I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel There's no more time to fool around There's no more time to fool around I'm a lousy lifeguard, don't trust me Only spectate on emergency I see so much pain, but I don't care Cause I'm the one trying to weigh up That was Almond Milk with Lousy Lifeguard, this week's local artist to watch. Thanks very much for that, Cindy. Now for some campus news with Erica. Hello and welcome to Today in YGK Campus Corner. My name is Erica Singh and here are your campus news headlines for today. Last Thursday, the AMS hosted a housing resource fair to assist students in finding the right accommodation for next year. Property managers, landlords, and others talked to students about services and their properties. 
email hrc.manager at ams.queensu.ca for guidance or if you need help to be connected to the right resource. In other news, these past few weeks, Queen's nursing students organized a drive-through flu shot clinic to prepare for what might just be Canada's nastiest flu season in a while. Two fourth-year students, Nikki Griezmann and Talia Ross, organized the clinics for their Nurse 405 Practicum in Community Health Promotion class. The nurses administered more than 400 vaccinations at the first clinic in late October, then gave 530 more at the second clinic on November 8th in the South Frontenac Public Services Department. Next, the Queen's United Way campaign is nearing 90% of its goal of $475,000. The funds collected by this initiative assist nearly 74,000 members of the community, including but not limited to single parents, families, the physically challenged, homeless, and more. To join the campaign and donate, visit the Queen's United Way website and follow the instructions. Previous donors who have accepted automatic renewal can also use this link to increase their annual pledge. Lastly, today marks the start of fee referendum voting. If you are an undergraduate student in any faculty, you should have received an email with a link to vote at. The clubs up for vote include Queen's Model Parliament, Queen's Cardiac Research Committee, Queen's Swifties, and CFRC Radio Station. This is your chance to have a say in your optional student fees, so make sure to vote by tomorrow at 11.59pm. That is all the campus news headlines for today. Now over to Chris with a special interview. This is Chris coming in with your community update. This week, I spoke with Yashvin Afsal, the program assistant and lead for Union Gallery's Beyond Words programming. Beyond Words is an art series created by BIPOC for BIPOC. This series dives into the therapeutic potential of art, encouraging the use of art in the process of healing. They held their first session on October 22nd in partnership with Queer Collage Collectives. Yashvin talks about the first session and what you can expect from their upcoming winter session. Without further delay, here's my conversation with Yashvin about Beyond Words. To get us started, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, so my name is Yashvin Abzal, and I'm the program assistant and the program lead for this year's Beyond Words at the Union Gallery. Awesome. So for folks who aren't aware of Beyond Words, how would you describe this program? So Beyond Words is a BIPOC art series, and it's for BIPOC created by BIPOC, and it aims to foster like a safe and creative space centered around art healing for Queen's University students, but also people in like the Kingston area. Who, are, uh, who identify as Black, Indigenous, and people of color. And we use art as a tool for expression and discussing um, just how to facilitate art healing within our mind, body, and spirit, really. Great. And so you just pretty much described the inspiration behind creating the whole workshop, but I was curious about the contents of the workshop itself and sort of what people can expect from the experience. Yeah, for sure. So we have two workshops, one already passed on October 22nd, which was about creating collages to express um, mental health. So we partnered up with Queer Collage Collectives and we have uh, an art therapist, her name is Melanie Gray, who comes in and also like helps facilitate the event. So with the collaboration, we just created collages in order to like express our mental health and well-being. Um, participants didn't need to be diagnosed for the session, but it was just like for to create an environment where people can just like create art 
and talk if they wish to talk but like we don't really force anything onto people it's just like supposed to be like an open space for people to like engage with others that are also BIPOC that's great sounds like the first session was a hit and when's the second session again so it's January 28th 2023 from 1 to 3 p.m at the Union Gallery great and will it be the same setup as the first one or a little different uh, it's going to be a little different. So the second session is called Creating Community, a Discussion on Sustaining Relationships. And in this one, we're partnering up with Queen's BIPOC Talk, and it's going to allow participants to discuss the importance of sustaining relationships, develop strategies to with a 30% chance of flurries in the afternoon and a high plus one. 
Tuesday night, we'll see cloudy skies with a 30% chance of rain showers or flurries and a low of zero. On Wednesday, November 16th, we'll see cloudy skies with a 60% chance of rain showers or flurries and a low plus five. And Wednesday night, we're looking at cloudy skies with a 30% chance of flurries and a low plus one. And now over to Alexandra Fernandez with the City of Kingston Traffic Report. Thank you so much. This is your weekly traffic report brought to you by the City of Kingston. I'm Alexandra Fernandez. The nighttime Santa Parade is taking place on November 19th, the Saturday for the annual parade. Princess Street from Sir John A. Macdonald to Ontario will be closed from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Ontario Street from Princess to Johnson will be closed from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And northbound Sir John A. Macdonald Boulevard from Bath to Princess will be closed from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Again, this is taking place on Saturday, November 19th. Other road closures that you can expect for this week, Garrett Street from Division to University will be closed until November 20th. Lower Brewer Swing Bridge will be closed until further notice. University Avenue from Union to Earl will be closed until January 21st, 2023. And Wright Crescent from the south intersection of Palace to 16 Palace will be closed until Jan 31st. Please note that access to Wright Crescent will be through the north intersection of Wright Crescent at Palace Roads. The School Streets Initiative is still in place and will be in place until June 29th, 2023. The following streets are closed from 8.40 a.m. to 9.10 a.m. and 3.20 p.m. to 3.50 p.m. on weekdays. McDonnell Street from Earl to Hill and Sydenham Street from Ordnance to Colburn. The third crossing bridge from Ascot Lane to Point St. Mark is still an active construction site. The contractor is maintaining site protections, however trespassers are circumventing the site fencing and ignoring the signage that the road is closed. No public access is permitted until the formal opening occurs in December. So around John Counter Boulevard from Montreal Street to Ascot, an additional left turn lane will be opened. The advanced green light will remain bagged in the meantime and you can follow the regular green light. In Water Rock Causeway, removal will continue, meaning an increase in dump truck traffic on the west side until completion in December. Access from John Counter to Village on the River Apartments is currently shut down. Residents have been notified to use their Montreal Street access during this temporary closure, and pedestrians will be able to use the temporary access path north of JCB, which will be maintained at all times. Cyclists will be single file on JCB, and traffic signals at the intersection of Ascot Lane and John Counter Boulevard will be operational when the bridge is open in December of 2020. Highway 15 and Gore Road traffic signals at the intersection of Point St. Mark at Gore Road will be operational when the bridge is open in December 2022. Access through the south leg of Point St. Mark at Gore Road remains closed until the bridge opens. That is your weekly traffic report and now on to Dinah with the events calendar for the week. Thanks so much. And now it's time for the CFRC events calendar. On November 14th and the 15th, Alma Mater Society members go to the polls in this year's referendum. There are two types of club fees on the ballot, triennial review to continue current fees and also fee introductions for new clubs. Undergraduate students will also see the question of ratification for the Health Sciences Society. Undergraduate students at Queen's can participate in the vote by checking their Queen's email for the online ballot. On Tuesday, November 15th, Queen's University will officially install the Honorable Murray Sinclair as the 15th Chancellor at the Isabel Bader Center for the Performing Arts. A live stream will also be available via the Isabel Digital Concert Hall website. On Wednesday, November 16th and Saturday, November 19th, Queen's Players presents the gleeful rehearsal Harley Plotter and the Prisoner of Arnold Caban's Dreamhouse at the Mansion starting at 8 p.m. Follow Queen's Players on Facebook to find ticket information. 
On Thursday, November 17th, the Agnes Etherington Art Center will run a free art hive for participants over 16 to explore the creative process through experimentation and play. You can register for this free event via agnes.queensu.ca. Also on Thursday, Student Academic Success Services is hosting a drop-in queer study space in Stauffer Library on the main floor in Seminar Room 121. No registration is required and the space is open to all students who identify as 2SLGBTQ+. Starting November 17th through the 27th, the Kingston Meister Singers present Mel Brooks's Tony Award-winning musical The Producers at the Octave Theatre on Dalton Avenue. Tickets are $30 and $25 for students and youth. Learn more about the performance and ticket information at meistersingers.ca. On Saturday, November 19th, the Kingston Frontenac Public Library will host another repair cafe at the 130 Johnson Street location from 2 to 4 p.m., a great opportunity for residents to bring an item in need of repair and get feedback from local experts on how to fix it. On Saturday evening, the Isabel Bader Center for the Performing Arts welcomes audiences for a Baroque Ensemble tribute concert for Baroque violinist Jeanne Lamont and featuring the music of Johann Sebastian Bach. Doors open at 7 o'clock and ticket information is available at queensu.ca slash theisabel. Finally, don't forget CFRC's annual funding drive is now underway. Help CFRC raise funds to build a new website, fund a radio theatre camp for local youth, and support station operations by donating today via cfrc.ca. And that's a wrap for CFRC's events calendar and our program today. Keep up with the latest in campus and local news on the go by subscribing to the Today in YGK and the Scoop podcasts via Spotify and iTunes. From all of us on the CFRC News team, thanks for tuning in and have a great week. Thank you for listening to this podcast produced at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University, situated on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples and brought to you by the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science.